Greetings, salutation, and welcome to the channel for all your relationship needs. Too long have a woman been left out in the cold, desolate with the deception fed to them about who they are, how they should live, what they should do and say, even where they should go, and who they should choose to live their life with. On this channel, we will be dissecting and presenting the authentic truth, revealing the illusions of the world as women are situated to operate from a position of strength. There is someone who cares about you and your future. My name is Kareem Ainsley, and I have been given charge to ensure that females are transformed into ladies and are cultivated into princesses to be prepared as a queen for her king. Enjoy and embrace the awakening as you listen, like, comment, share, subscribe, and turn your notification on so you will be in the know. For those who have been moved by the Spirit to make a direct communication, feel free to do so using the VIP section, the comments. And if you would like to reach out to me personally, the communication address is listed below. Those whose hearts have been impressed to contribute to the ministry, you can do so by using the information in the description. Thank you for your time and do enjoy edification, elevation, encouragement, empowerment, and emancipation as you allow yourself to assimilate the information within the context of biblical understanding with the expectancy that you exercise wisdom in deciding your trajectory for now and eternity. We live in a world where the perception of reality is more real than the reality itself. For our discourse, we will be focusing on the concept of freedom. To get us started, let us uh, turn our attention to John 8 verses 31 and 32. And the word of God says to us, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are he my disciples indeed. Verse 32 and he shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Our concept of exploration is the epistemology fallacy. This speaks to knowledge that has been sought and gained, the validity of the knowledge gained, and the distinction between justified beliefs and opinion. Because sometimes in life we confuse the two of what are beliefs, which are actually truth, and what are our opinions, which has nothing to do with the truth or belief. The epistemological fallacy are flawed conclusions or beliefs, which are flawed because the means of arriving at the conclusions or the belief are flawed. So if you start with error, you're going to end with error. That is why we are advised that truth and error cannot mix. 
Some examples of this fallacy surrounds legality equals morality, legal equals moral, illegal equals immoral. History would have indicated to us that our secular governance structure was never designed to be moral or even legal. But today, in these moments, I want you to take responsibility for your freedom, breaking the shuttle. Responsibility means that you are in a place that God has promised you. On this journey, you must be diligent enough not to mistake deliverance for freedom. Though you may have a deliverer, you have to choose to become free. If we look back in recent times, we could conclude that Martin Luther, Malcolm X, etc. were great deliverers. Thus, this brings us to identify that there is a distinction between civil rights and human rights. They are not equal, as civil rights does not bring about human rights. However, human rights serve its purpose as it allows for the appreciation of human rights. Upon understanding human rights, you will realize that no one can give you civil rights as it is an illusion. The distinction between civil rights and human rights could be parallel to the difference between the children of Israel experience at Sinai and Canaan. Those who oppress you are not ever pleased when you leave the bondage of their oppression. Society and the government being run by the elite does not actually want you to be free. Not because you may have been extended the right to vote means that you are free. It does not automatically means that you have human rights. When you engage in a relationship that is unequally yoked, you are under oppression. You need to leave that situation. The bondage or being transfixed by the vein should be released. It should be noted that the oppressor, the person you would engage in the relationship with, willingly or unwillingly, will not desire for you to leave. It is actually because you love this person that you are going to leave the state of oppression as you march onto liberty. It does not make any sense to have an oppressor ruling over you. Women of God need men who are liberators. Those who are oppressed are normally only let go because of problems. In the case of Pharaoh, his firstborn had died. There was locusts on the land, rocks all about, blood in the water supply, and they were experiencing at that time all the plagues that have been upon the land. It was only because he did not want those he enslaved to cause any more problems why he considered for them to go. The uncomfortable situation, problem, and pressure upon the oppressor was the reason that they were willing to let go. There has never been a case in which the oppressors or enslavers say to themselves that they are tired of oppressing or enslaving. It is always because of problem and pressure. As it relates to your relationship, you should prefer to leave before the problems as you can see the problems before they occur. 
it is better to stay in alignment with the will of God and be free than to choose a contrarian alignment and become a bondage or enslaved, waiting on a deliverer to release you. The best first step would be to take the necessary precautions to prevent or reduce the probability of you becoming enslaved and oppressed. In America, it was a pressure from the unification of the people. It was not any of the presidents as the history books have it. The civil right, contrary to what is written, was never about the freedom of the enslaved. It was about expanding territory. For those in Africa, they extended kindness to the outsiders, the Europeans, and they enslaved them, taking them through the gruesome period of apartheid. The only reason it came to an end was because of the pressure from the international community and not because they wanted to stop benefiting from the enslaved labors. It was then that the woodchoppers got the right to vote. Even in the Caribbean and Jamaica especially, the oppressor did not release the people even though enslaving the people of the land was wrong. It was because of the rebellion and the people realizing that they were born free and the laws that man created to enslave them for the pleasure of the crown was illegal. So, we had great deliverers like Paul Bogle, Nani of the Maroon, Marcus Garvey, and other heroes who sought to deliver the people of the country. It should be noted that these persons who fought for civil rights had criminal records for doing what was right. Those who did the oppressing and had the people under oppression have not repatriated the people who were oppressed. However, they were made indebted to them. This is even more evident in Haiti, in the way the French robbed them and continuously extorted them. Though the people were released, they were never let go. Now that you can vote, you may think you have human rights, but that is only civil rights. But you may ask, where is human rights? In the American Constitution, persons from the African descent were considered three-fourths human beings. Yet, the oppressor claimed to have given civil rights to the people. Racism in the general population is represented as the glass ceiling in the corporate world, in which a barrier is created that allows you to go to a point and no more. No matter if you are overqualified, qualified enough, more competent, or even more gifted. There are even aspects of colorism in Jamaica. The lighter your complexion, the more opportunities that you are able to explore. Don't you see that though we as a people may have been delivered, we are not free? Freedom can only be experienced in the land when we have a system in which we, the people, have ownership of everything and every process, not the government or external entities. If your government, wherever you are in the world, showed you in the past who they are, why would you not believe them today? As long as you or your people were enslaved, oppressed, or disenfranchised, you can relate to the fact that the government does not really care about you or your relationship. They never did in the past, as they sent children and men alike to war to die for a cause which was not even worth fighting for. 
They enslaved you and your brothers and sisters. They benefited from the labors of your hands as they exploited you, leaving you penniless. You are still being traded as an asset without even knowing. If any of this is true, why would you have confidence that they would like to see your relationship prospering? Were they not the ones who divided your families, separated you, treated you like animals, putting you on different plantations, and using your women as baby mills and your men as studs? Does this look like how families should be cultivated? Absolutely not. Were they not the ones who have designed, enforced, and imposed on the natural practices, calling it and classing it family? If that is true, why would you listen to them when all they have been doing is giving you a sense of comfort and destroying you in the physical with their eyes set on leading your soul to destruction? Don't become comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. Follow the one who cares about you and your soul, Jesus Christ. Eating manna is not prosperity. It may be desirable for a season, but it was not meant for you to feed on it indefinitely. It is for this reason that you have been covered in grace for things which you used to do. But now that you know better, you will have to face the consequences of the action taken hereafter. Affirmative action is a form of deliverance. It is not freedom. Affirmative action only means that you want to be given permission. The truth be told, you don't need permission as no one can give you the right to be human. You need to be aware that you have a dignity, worth, and purpose all by yourself. However, if you don't know that, you will be controlled by people. Needing someone to be someone is troubling, as you can only be what they allow you to be. Remember, you get your value from the Word of God. Hence, you are free from other people's opinion. Don't confuse deliverance with freedom. Joshua 5 and verse 10 states to us, And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the marrow after the Passover, unleavened cake and parches of corn in the self-same day. On the quest to freedom, you will have to fight for it. The society and the government does not care about your freedom. The only person who desires you to be free is God. In order to move into freedom, you have to go through Egypt, cross the Red Sea, go through the wilderness, cross the Jordan, and reach into your Canaan. Egypt is a place of bondage. The wilderness is the place of training, and Canaan is a land of freedom. After the children of Israel crossed Egypt, they met upon Jericho. There is a burden to freedom. Upon crossing to Jericho, there was standing tall a thick wall. In order to get free, you will need to overcome the walls and barriers before you. Yes, this is the land that the Lord had promised, but it has to be fought for. 
Though this is the promised land, the promise will only be yours after it is taken. Now we see when they got to the outskirt of the land and consumed some of the produce, the manna stopped. The wilderness manna ceased because they were moving into a new season. When you are in freedom, welfare programs shut down. The welfare mindset is so addictive that most people don't desire to be free because they love the free food and also to be someone else's responsibility. All the things which were done for you, you will now need to do it for yourself as the manner has stopped. This is what the government uses to hold you hostage. Some partners use this method of holding the other at ransom in a state of total dependency. This is dangerous, especially dealing with people of the world. In the same passage in Joshua 5, it says uh, to us uh, that Joshua saw a man standing with a drawn sword before him. And he asked, are you for us or against us? The man that Joshua saw was that of God. The man replied, he was neither for or against them. Joshua 5 and verse 14 says to us, and he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Verse 15, And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loosen thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou is stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Does the story sound uh, familiar? Whenever an angel appears unto a man, the man kneels to worship. The angel always pick him up, indicating that he is just like the man. The individual who had the sword did not pick up Joshua. He left him on the ground. He introduced himself as a commander of the army of the Lord, not a commander of the army of the Lord, indicating that he commanded everything that God created. So this is God appearing to Joshua. Joshua is about to enter into freedom, and the first person he met is God. Remember Moses? Moses met God when he was about to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. Moses got his introduction to God by a burning bush, as he saw it interesting. Moses then heard that I am the Lord from the burning bush. He was then requested to take off his shoes, as the land that he now stands is holy ground. In that communication, he got instruction on what needs to be done to deliver the people. Towards freedom, the first spot on the land, God meets Joshua. This meeting was different from that of meeting Moses, as a Lord was dressed in battle gear. This implies that freedom requires a fight. God was with them in the wilderness. He fed them, clothed them, cared for them, preserved them, and even protected them. Now that they are at a new level of maturity, they need to put their swords on. As you grow up, God demands that you become responsible for the fight. The appearance of God to Joshua shocked him, as when God showed up, Joshua did not recognize him. 
based on what he brought, there was a failure of recognition. He may have brought tribulations, test, trial, who knows? When your season of maturity arrives, God now requires you to be a part of the miracle. It means that you should live a clean, circumspect, holy, and righteous. Sin has illegitimately divided humanity from the ideal God desires. It is God's prerogative in opening the doors to reversing, limiting, canceling, and giving you the capacity to handle the complexities of your relationship to ensure you receive the freedom allocated for you. God doesn't want you to be in bondage. He wants you to be liberated under authority. He desires for your life to prosper. He cares about you, your partner, your family, your impact on society, and your overall representation of Him. I can assure you that it is much better to be free than to be in bondage. Now that you know some aspects that freedom entails, it is time to embrace it as it is a part of God's plan. Do not be discouraged. I decree and declare abundance and freedom in your relationship. Today I submit to you to make God the Lord of all or inadvertently you will choose for him not to be Lord at all. Until next time, signing out is Queen Ainsley, loved by women, respected by men. Peace, love, respect. The truth in and of itself will not set you free. It is actually knowing, assimilating, and executing that will set you free. It is my desire that you will choose this day to be free as we continue on the journey for now and eternity.